I had an idea for a podcast. What was it? Uh, was it? A, it was a podcast about Skype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where the uh, hosts would discuss Skype <laughs> and the new things that Skype was oh. doing, and it would be called Skype It To Me. Hey! It's a good title. That's a really good well, name for a podcast. I came up with podcast. the title first, obviously. Yeah, I don't know if I would actually want to listen to that podcast, but I would hear about it and think, like, that's a great name for a podcast. That's right. It's like when um, you make a movie based on a really cool poster, which has happened a lot. So this, you're starting that for <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> I, uh... My buddies over at the Duckfeed Network have a new podcast called Monster in My Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I feel good plugging them. They're going them. through the Monster Manual? They're going through the Monster Manual, alphabetically. Um, I see. Second edition, I think. That's a classic that everyone loves. Yeah. I never... Um, well, this podcast mostly came about because I had the title. Yeah. I wanted to do something with it. Our, our our podcast has a really clever title. I gotta say. It, oh yeah, yeah, it's I great. I, I stood back from it last night and <laughs> admired it anew. Um. So, so Wade, why don't you introduce yourself in detail? In detail. So you want me to say more than that? Hello, my name is Wade Clark. I mean, until I interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Oh, this radio thing, you've got to fill silences and stuff. Um, Two truths and a lie. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh. But that's a, a icebreaker game. Yeah, yeah, you tell two true things about yourself and one false thing about yourself, and the other people have to guess. Oh. Um... I think I'd do better just talking about myself rather than trying to think of witty answers to that, to that challenge. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, in IFDOM, I have written Lead Light, which was how I got into this uh, crazy business. Um, I did that <clears throat> sort of totally independently of the what you call the modern interactive fiction community. So I was doing that. Uh, so you you actually wrote that one like back in the Apple IIe days, right? No, well, I wrote it. that correctly? Oh, the Apple IIe days are still going, Jenny. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, there are people have... still making uh, hardware and software, and, you know, there's a, it's got a, still got a print magazine. Wow. But we have non-flippy phones now. I know. How can it's... this be? Yeah, well, I tried to address that in the opening scene of Lead Light, where it's like you're playing an 8-bit game and th there's an iPod there represented in, you know, text on the 8-bit screen. Mm -hmm. That was my little comment about it. Yeah. But, um, no, to cut back to your question, I, I didn't write that in oldie Apple II times. I wrote it in okay. 2009, 2010. And I put really it in the interactive fiction competition because I just saw that it was there and something to do. And uh, the responses ranged from, you know, well, they ranged a lot. That's why I won the... <laughs> The um, polarizing score award, the golden banana. Mm, golden banana, nice. Yep. And then the year after that, I got. I decided I would try and program in Inform, and I had. I bought Aaron Reed's book, uh, Writing Interactive Fiction with Inform Seven, nice. and the game we're going to play today, Six, was my first um, project in that language. Awesome. And apart from that. Uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time on music, making electronic music under the um, the name Airy Eye, 
And I also have a, a sort of a jam project with a friend, which is called Thallium and Milo. The joke was because he's the thallium, that's poison, and I'm the sweet bit, that's the Milo. Do you know Milo? No. Uh, it's a, Wait, it's... I, I dimly remember this. This is an Australian <laughs> thing. Yep. Uh, it is... Like a cookie. It's No, it's a, an Australian chocolate drink. <clears throat> so you put it in your, you know, you put some milk in a glass and then you put in some Milo and stir it up. Or you... Okay, oh. yeah. Tim Tams are that? the cookie, Ryan. That's uh, right. Tim Tams, yep. Yeah. Ovaltine? Nestle? Ovaltine, yeah. 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 Or is Quick Quick comes quick. in bottles already? Yeah, oh, we have... I feel like Quick used to be a powder, and then they maybe syrupified it. Am I crazy? Okay. Syrupified. I'm just old. I'm just older <laughs> than the Ryan. bottle of Quick, and it is just chocolate drink in a, a bottle already. Uh, readers, write in. Oh, they probably Tell me got I'm wrong about yeah. Nestle Quick. They probably reached that point eventually, but I found that most. Milk drinks that started in powder form and then they made a milk drink of it, they're often quite disgusting. Like, there's one in Australia called Dare, and it's pretty revolting. Mm. Dare to drink Dare, it. like, <laughs> dare? Yeah, yeah, like, I dare you to drink Dare. Okay. One of, one of my favorite beverages that we... Did you guys get Surge? Did that come to Australia? Oh, I, I don't know. I wish... I'd like to think it did. But I don't yeah, know. It was... I, I bet it was marketed under a name like <laughs> Quite. <laughs> so Surge was this heavily caffeinated green, vaguely citrusy beverage, and all the advertising for it involved people yelling Surge <laughs> and leaping over chairs, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, actually now I'm pretty sure we don't have that. When you when you raise the spectre of it being green, I think mm. yeah, we don't go in for the, the sort of crazy colours and stuff here. Like, okay. I don't know, if this is a bizarre example, but one of my favourite American cereals, just via its presence in films and things, is Count Chocula. That would, uh-huh. just, that would just never, ever exist here. Oh, no. Oh. Um, I, I have a story, uh, a, a story about drinks being weird colours, because uh, surely you have Mountain Dew. Oh, yes. Yes, which is a crazy acidic green color um but i don't know if you have the many other varieties of mountain mm. dew like As mountain in the dew Baja Blue. Red. yeah right no we don't we the, the market's too small here so they usually don't you know they have like a core product or two like coke probably has lots of variations uh with mm-hmm. you guys we've only got like uh, coke and vanilla maybe wow I see. Um, code red is the delicious about- incidentally they're not giving us any money Wait, Coke... <laughs> code Coke code Red. red. Code Red, code okay. red. It tastes like an old-school Shirley Temple. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you can't... My point is that you can't keep track of all the weird no. sub-flavors of Mountain Dew with all their bizarre uh, names. Yeah. yeah, there's like, like Gibbering Grape and... That's not Live real. Wire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ecto Cooler. So what was... <laughs> that's um, a cool age. Jenny mentioned the Shirley <laughs> Temple. What's that? Is that lemonade and ice cream? It's, uh, I think, 7-Up and Granadine. Oh, it's much much crazier yeah, than what I was what, thinking. You, it's when you take small children to, uh, like, a supper club that has a bar in it, and, and yeah. you're drinking your old fashions, mm-hmm. and and getting, what do I say on this podcast where we bleep, uh, turd-faced? Can I say that? Yeah. You can say that. Yeah, when you're when you're drinking your old fashions, getting turd faced, and there's like a five year old sitting next to you, and they need a drink with cherries in it, 
mm-hmm. you get them you get them at Shirley Temple. Yeah, sadly, and it's pretty I, good. I understand that because my my little nephew, who's three and a half, he saw we were drinking like cocktails that had grenadine, and he was drinking water or lemonade, you know. So we tipped a little splat of grenadine in there, and he said, "It's pink! It's pink!" Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. I was actually um, out at the bar with some people not drinking, and someone mentioned that one of their friends who didn't drink would get a soda water with a shot of grenadine in it and, like, drop it in like a bomber drink. Yeah. So, of course, I had to get a shot of grenadine for my soda water, and it was delicious. I don't... I I, uh, can't keep track of which of these liquids are alcoholic or not, (laughs) so I've never had anything with grenadine in it. Gotcha. How would I know? Yeah. No, you're safe with grenadine. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Uh, Why do they call it grenadine? Does it come from Grenada? It might. Is it used in the production of grenades? <laughs> it was invented by Stephen Grenade. <laughs> I get that Let's joke. See. I just want to let the listeners know. <laughs> that I'm not outside this little club here. <laughs> <laughs> We're all clever. Oh, it originated from the French word grenade, which means pomegranate. It was originally made oh. from pomegranate juice. Which is pink, like a Shirley Temple. Hey, bringing it back around. Uh, speaking of ideas for podcasts, uh huh. My brother and I had an idea for a podcast called "Bringing It Back to Animals." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I is bet I can a- guess how this how this shakes down. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can. Speaking of amazing podcasts podcasts that will go down in history as good i'd like to welcome all the listeners to the podcast clash of the Titans. hello listeners starring these jokers (laughs) (laughs) hi i'm jenny paladna i am on the podcast clash with the Titans, along with my co-host ryan veter and today's guest all the way from australia it is wade Wade Clark. clark Yay! Hello, everyone. Yay. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jenny. Again. Hi, Wade. Hi, Wade. So do you... Listeners may remember when we had Emily Bogheim on the show and played an Australian game about hide-and-seek. And you might or might not know that in that very same uh, IF comp that her game, It, was entered into, there was another Australian game about hide-and-seek called Six, and we're going to be playing it on this podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. It truly is it. <laughs> I've heard that Coke is it, actually. Coke Coke is it. Uh, Coke and a smile, also. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's a tagline. It's probably from, from uh, I was going to say, Jenny and Mine's Generation. Have a coke and a smile. Yeah. I think uh I think maybe I want to buy the world a coke predates that by a little bit. I think so. I've never yeah, I haven't heard I that one. So Yeah. Is that sung to the the tune of I want to teach the world to sing or something? I think it I think it might have been actually. <laughs> yeah. Hey, young people. 
Are you having fun listening to these oldies talking about ancient Coke slogans? Uh, I miss Us young people phones. remember always Coca-Cola, and that's it. Uh, anyway, back in the Great Depression. We call ourselves youngies to distinguish ourselves from the oldies. From the oldies. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Contempies. <laughs> Sounds like an instrument. There's a mu- right. there's a yeah. there's an organ called the Bon Tempi, or a class of okay. organ, I should say. Um, it's a strange. I think it was Italian, and it was a sort of a toy. And uh, if you happen to get one, they make pretty tortured sounds, and it's valuable to hold on to them. My friend has one in his garage, and we use it when we're making music as Thallium and Milo. Nice. To the, to the extent that we can stand listening to it. Is it like that thing in a theremin? <laughs> uh, it's not as crazy as a theremin. It's just kind of like if you imagine an organ with a weird, uh, with a weird rotating fan in it, and then you press the key, and then the like the wind speed changes, and the notes start changing pitch while you're listening to it. Oh Whoa. my gosh! <laughs> That's the spookiest thing I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make those as toys in Italy, <laughs> or they did. All right, we got one. Nice. Now, I don't know, uh, when was the last time either of you played uh, Six, if ever? Uh, it was a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember would... I unlocked the secret character, yep. <gasps> nice. but didn't, like, beat the game with the secret character. But did you try the secret character, or did I you? I think so. Okay. I think so, because I remember there being weird extra mechanics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll steal these. <laughs> Nice. Um, I'm just Googling to see if I have ever played this game. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's about the kids in Australia who play hide-and-go-seek. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Compo 8? 2011. No, it's Comp 11. Comp 11. You know how I know? That's right. How do you know? I'll let Ryan say it. (laughs) No, I'm going (laughs) to make you guys say it. Ryan won. I'm drunk with power. Ryan won comp 11. You better believe it. Oh, was that Taco Fiction year? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good job, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Thank good you. Good job. <laughs> that's easy. That's keep like... on telling me I did a good job. Don't ah. stop. Don't keep telling him he's doing a good job. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one of you to listen to. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, where I was oh, going with wow. that was... Um, oh, yeah. Did you discover something? I discovered I have never played six. Whoa, oh, my gosh. Exciting. I know. Yeah. Right. Well, it sounds like we should definitely start with the first game because I was I just thought on the off chance you you know knew it a bit, you could do the second game because it's probably a bit more interesting. But if one person's only vaguely familiar and the other is totally unfamiliar, you got to start at the start. Yeah. That's right. This is a good place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the middle or the end. Right. Yep. I say we start right now, mm-hmm. 26 minutes into the recording. Great. Oh, yeah, it's 11.36. <laughs> In Australia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tomorrow. Sure. For you past people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just digging this up from... Here we go. Ah, now I'll have to. I'll just. I had the uh, data files that would have led us into the secret thing. I'll undo that. 
yeah, what I'll do is I'll skip us over the bit that configures the, you know, your web browser because we don't need to. The colors will be irrelevant to you. Uh, the length of Harriet's ruler on the screen will be irrelevant to you. You can't see the pictures. <laughs> so these are things that I shall skip. Okay. Uh, let me, uh, no, I can't turn the speaker on because I'll get feedback. Okay. Uh, I can add the sound effects later. No, I couldn't. No. Okay, yeah. It would have freaked me out if you could. That would have been some incredible, you know, space time. Wizard magic? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Okay, so the game has begun. It says there's a picture, a little girl running through the park, waving a magic wand. It says six by Wade Clark. Now, I know you guys love your banner readouts. Ooh, we sure do. Now, you'll have to wait till we get to the game to hear that because I suppressed okay. the banner. Oh, banner suppressor. Banner suppression. <laughs> okay, it says six, an interactive fiction by Wade Clark, release for copyright 2011, all rights reserved. What do you want to do? Please choose one of the following options. Do you wish to hear these six options or will we just choose start a new game? Eh, sure. Start a new game? Because the rest is just like the author's note or whatever. There right? was I read the credits last night to vet them for length and I thought, gee, they're long. So, you know, I <laughs> for more for more time streamlining, let's just start the game. All yeah, right. We could care less who you want to credit. But if you want to hear your banner, you'll have to type version when you get to the game. Alright. Okay. 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 Your name is Harriet Leitner. It's the January summer school holidays and today has been a great day. You turned six this morning. And so did your twin sister, Demi. While Demi is your twin, she is not one of those twins who looks the same as you. Mum has explained that that's because you and your sister are something called fraternal twins. You have decided that you like looking just like yourself, and Demi likes it that way too. Today, Mum and Dad are hosting a fancy dress birthday party for the pair of you and six of your friends, Marion, Ayla, Pia, Sam, Vince, and Jack. You're dressed as a fairy and your sister is dressed as a witch, which is what each of you wanted. You all ate heaps of lollies and played games in the morning, and now your parents have taken you to the park for lunch. While mum and dad are setting up the picnic, you and your friends are getting ready to play a game of hide-and-seek tip. Your sister is sitting this game out to drink some lemonade and cool down. You agree to be in and count with your eyes shut against a tree while your friends run off and hide in the park. 48, you shout at the top of your lungs. You think carefully about the next number. It's not easy counting this high, but Demi is good at it and she often helps you practice. 49, you shout at the top of your lungs. 50, ready or not, here I come. You really want to win this game. It's time to catch your friends. Press space to begin. I shall. Okay. The edge of the park. You're at the south edge of the park. It's super hot today and the sun is pouring down on the grass and the flower beds. The trees here reach for the sky. Most of them are green and bright, but a few look unhappy and are covered in loose dry leaves which wobble in the breeze. A good wind will blow them free. From here, paths lead north, east and west through the park, and to the south is the picnic area where mum and dad will set up lunch later. Then it says in brackets, If this is your first time playing six, type help to learn some very helpful stuff. Close bracket. 
And uh, I also, I vetted the health things last night and worked out that there's probably only one that you need to read, which is the rules of the, the rules of tip. And then you can just okay. type the command handy and it gives you a list of the special commands because you don't need to read about how they work in general, what with you being, if veterans. Right. So this is a completely different weird Australian hide-and-seek variant from, I believe, we were playing sardines. That's yeah. right. Y- yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we need rules is what we need to read. Yeah, let's type help, and the topic two is the rules of hide-and-seek tip. So that's what I'll get to now. Perfect. Listen to this. When you combine the game of tip with the game of hide-and-seek, you get hide-and-seek tip. Tip is the chasing game you might also know as tag, depending on where you live. In hide-and-seek tip, the player who is in, that's you, closes their eyes and counts to 50 while their friends run away and hide. Once you've finished counting, you have to go looking for your friends. When you find someone, you can't just say, I see you, like in hide-and-seek. You have to actually touch the person and say, tip. This is called tipping someone. Once you've found and tipped all six of your friends, you win the game. Okay. So they get to run away from you? That's right. You've got you to chase them down okay. physically. <clears throat> okay. And I'll type in handy. So... The uh, the special commands, you can type, uh, you probably won't remember this all at once, but you can type chase person direction. So you could type chase Sam North, for instance. If somebody has just run away from you, you can type follow person. There is also listen, score, uh, search something that's good for finding people, talk person, good for talking to them, and tip person. All right. Yeah. Okay, so ideally we're going to be tipping everybody. Mm, that is your yeah. goal. Okay, great. Secretly, I'm typing uh. look again so I can see where we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do we need that banner text, Ryan? I I think you know what podcast this is. I think I, think I do. Version. Version. Okay, six, an interactive fiction by Wade Clark, release four, forward slash, serial number... 120805 forward slash inform 7 build 6G60 brackets I6 slash V6 period 32 lib 6 slash 12N close bracket. Yay! <sighs> My voice. Pretty good. Identification number double forward slash one. Oh, don't bother. No. We don't yeah. care. Oh, phew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Th- those things are, <laughs> yeah. We would never make somebody read that. No. You know, Unless, once you get to six twelve cen, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might make someone read the IFID at some point just to screw with them. But I'll <laughs> wait until I have someone I hate on the cast. Oh, when are we doing that? <laughs> um, I don't know. We should start scheduling people okay. I hate. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. Wouldn't it be cool to have enemies? <laughs> and then to prioritize uh, them on some kind of list. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> To have, like, a room in your house where you have their pictures on the wall. <laughs> Just crossed out. <clears throat> I think we had, uh, there's a, a politician in Australia who became famous for, she had an enemies list and she placed it in her freezer. Wow. She stored it there. Wow. That's impressive. Just because it's a good place to, why was it in the freezer? I don't think that was explained because probably due to her, the embarrassment she was suffering to the extent at which her bizarre behaviour was being revealed. 
So she didn't say, mm-hmm. I placed it in my fridge to sort of lower the temperatures of my enemies in a voodoo-like fashion. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's how I would have done it. <laughs> sure. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll just, so we're if you're listening it. to this yep. and huh. you want to be my enemy, <laughs> write in to at RCVeter. Are actually, I should I should probably process this through a third party with my stewards. Oh yeah, make them you know vet yeah. prospective enemies. Oh, send it to uh, Jenny Paladna and Emily Boghai dot I am. It's I Emily think. and em, Jenny Paladna and Emily at Boghai. Oh yeah, at Boghai dot M. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think they'd check that email anymore. I sure don't. I don't know if Emily does. But I might have to if, if people are going to be serious inquiries only. Yeah. want to be Ryan's enemy. <laughs> no facetious don't inquiries about being Ryan's enemy. Just serious ones. <laughs> yeah. You understand that if you jokingly uh, apply to be my enemy, I will non-jokingly crush you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading the the bottom of the version list. It's got it says plus it uses unmodified versions of the following extensions: Girl Power Yeah by the Spice Girls, Elocution Ooh. Lessons by Hermione Granger, I'm Too Feminine <laughs> for This Game by Lucy Van Pelt, Scorpion <laughs> Island Relishes in Its Splendid Isolation by Scorpion Island. Wow! And sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion by Donnie Darko. Nice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm just remembering that scene now. I love that scene. That's such a good scene. Yeah. I haven't seen Donnie Darko. It's a good movie. Because I'm too young. All right. That's not true. No, (laughs) everyone my age was saying was watching that movie, and I was just not cool enough. Oh. He made a director's cut, which made it more uh, explicit that it was a sci-fi film. Yeah, so I watched I watched the director's commentary, and my take on it was this guy does not like he accidentally made a movie that I really liked <laughs> because everything he's saying is terrible, and all of his ideas are dumb and bad. Sorry, oh, Richard Kelly. That's, that's <laughs> got me thinking about that now because I I've got a copy of Donnie Darko. It must be one of the only films of mine where I haven't watched the commentary. Mm. And I know what you mean. A commentary like that can really sour you. Like I've, uh, yeah. Like a fine, such a fine film as uh, Vampires de los Muertos Two. I watched the commentary, and the director was saying things like, uh, "Did that work? What do you think? Seriously, <laughs> on the commentary." <laughs> Wait, so it's called Vampires de los Muertos. I think it's called Vampires Two de los Muertos. Vampires Two de los. Wow. So it's like that's, a bad video amazing. sequel to John Carpenter's Vampires. Okay. Wow. Great commentary, though, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh man, is there is there a, a director's commentary for the room? the room? I think that there is, in a sense. Uh. Sorry, which room? If you compile... Oh, the... Uh, um, it's a Tommy really... Tommy Wiseau's. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. It's a oh, that, famously yeah, yeah. bad movie. Yeah, yeah, that one. They screen it... Oh, it's embarrassing. I still haven't seen it, but they show it every two weeks here at a, at the cinema. <laughs> every two oh, weeks? Oh, wow. Did you do... Are you being punished? Uh, what did I don't you know. do? This is um, the Cremorne Orpheum in Sydney. It runs a mixture of new and old stuff, and they've... 
they've got this yeah two weekly screening of the room and they hand out wow. apparently they hand out spoons there's some joke in the film i get i think my i was thinking of seeing it with my friend but he was he said look i don't want to go see it and have a bunch of hipsters tell me what to think of this film which was what he thought <laughs> would happen when these people threw their spoons at the screen or something <clears throat> sure uh what yeah, do they show yeah. on the alternating weeks um I, it's pro- probably not worth looking up during the, the podcast. <laughs> I I don't know, but they have shown things like they have had runs of famously terrible movies like Troll Two. Um, oh yeah, that was bad. But you know that that's also it's also the cinema where I saw Sharknado. They had a great screening of Sharknado. Oh wow! How how was Sharknado? It was all I hoped. All I dared hope for <laughs> from the title. Yeah, a shark, shark and a tornado. Yeah, but the the sort of bizarreness of it and the mixture of not being not being able to tell when it's being sincere and when it's having a go at itself is, you know, <laughs> places it in a very sweet spot. That I it, certainly the Sharknado sequels couldn't get there because they were, as soon as they knew they existed and they knew what the relationship with their audience was, the magic was gone for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, you can't force Sharknado. You can't even try. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so we were playing hide and seek. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if you remember where you are, you're at the south edge of the park. Okay. And there's trees or something. There's some trees that if a stiff wind blew upon them, then their leaves would throw off the coil of the mortal, and then they flutter away... <laughs> Yeah, it's very important to remember a less uh-huh. sabotaged version of that sentence for for for, for progress right. through the game. Okay, great. Murder tree. Do you want to type that? Yeah. Let's see what it says. You don't. It's in uh, blue chevrons. It says you don't need to use the verb murder in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was about hide and seek. <laughs> I don't know um, how you play hide and seek in Australia, Wade. But, but it always ends with murder. <laughs> <laughs> Shay Jenny. Uh huh. I don't uh-huh. think we've expressed to the listeners who might not be aware that um, it's probably obvious by this point that the game has been optimized for um, use by IF novices and by kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's supposed to be super accessible. That's right. And, yeah. It also has a lot of, um, yeah, I guess it's just an, as an extension of that, that it uh, has an extremely high tolerance for really, really wide range of variants of things. Like a lot of games get tripped up if you start adding prepositions or whatever. This, I oh, tried to make yeah. it so it would handle almost anything. And, cool. And if, if there's yeah. something that it can't handle, you might get a, lo- a message like you don't need to use the verb murder in this game. Right. <laughs> Move number one, done. All right. Woo! Okay. What do you want to do, Ryan? Um, I want to look at my inventory. Good plan. Inventory. It says, you are carrying a pink dress being worn, a pair of fairy wings being worn, a pair of red yes. and white sneakers being worn, and your fairy wand. Oh, we okay. should e- examine that fairy wand. Yes. Ex-wand. 
Your wand feels curly in your hand. The handle is black and there's a little yellow star on the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to cast some fairy magic with this wand later. I bet. Yeah. Um, or we could use it to wedge something open. Sure. Or we could use it to, uh, <clears throat> like, knock something out of a tube. You know, oh, you can't yeah. reach into the tube. Oh, yeah. You've been yeah. watching Survivor, have you? I have not been watching Survivor. This is just the kind of thing you think of at random, poking things out of tubes. It's good um, interactive fiction thought. Yeah. yeah. I My brain has been ruined permanently. <laughs> Yay! That was a, a major feature of the latest season of Survivor, which ended last night, that uh, oh, wow. a, um, like an immunity idol was hidden in a tube up in a tree, and you know you had to dig up like a stick or something to poke it out, a special tool that could reach up there and poke the thing out. Wow. Oh, wow. The next season of Survivor is totally going to feature that puzzle where you have the key on the other side of the door. And you need the piece of paper. Oh, well, you know who's going to win then? <laughs> yeah. The, the Generation X, because the next season of Survivor is Gen X versus Millennials. <gasps> so the Gen oh, X nice. people, they'll be all like, I'm totally down with this newspaper key poking deal. And the Millennials <laughs> will just be like, what's a newspaper? <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> nice. Okay. Perfect. Can we examine our fairy wings? X wings. Your wings are clipped onto the back of your dress. They're soft and white, but also stiff, and you can kind of see through them. Okay. Let's examine me, myself. Examine me. You know that in your winged fairy costume, you're looking super fairyish and pretty. At least you were when you saw yourself in the mirror at home this morning. You give yourself a quick check over now, and yes, you still look great. So I'm as as attractive as I was before. <laughs> as you were this morning, yes. <clears throat> <laughs> nice. The passage of the day has not um, rumpled your beauty. <laughs> um, let's go north. North. Below the treehouse, you're in a tangly area in the park. There's lots of tall grass waving in the breeze like water, and there are weeds growing around the flower beds and dangling from trees. A metal ladder attached to one tree leads up into a treehouse. Paths also go, also go north, south, and west from here. As you approach the treehouse, <clears throat> you easily spot Jack, dressed as Spider-Man, creeping along behind a curtain of vines. I see you, Jack, you yell, making him jump. Jack grins and sprints away to the north. Yikes, he is super fast. Oh, do we want to follow chase Jack North? That. Yeah. Follow Jack? Yeah. You skip north after Jack. Oh, on the soundtrack, there's a, the sound of a wind blowing. Nice. Ab above the wall. This is a really exciting place in the park. It's like a room on another planet where the walls are made out of jungle. Paths lead Ooh. north, south, and west. To the east is a stone wall about as high as your chest, but on the other side, it's a longer drop to the grass below. Jack is running around in circles here. Jack dashes to the west. Whoosh! A strong gust of wind suddenly sweeps across the park. Whoa! You cry as your fairy wings start to wobble and pull you along. You grab onto them to make sure you don't fly away. Above you, loose leaves from the trees are flying all over the place and swishing out of sight. Then, as quickly as it began, the wind drops away. Phew! You say. I wonder if that affected the 
trees at the beginning somehow. It probably like did. Of, let's, um, I have an inkling that we need, like, superpowers or something to catch this kid. Okay. So let's go south twice to return to the beginning mm-hmm. and okay. see whether we're right about the things changing. Okay, south, south. <clears throat> You're back at the edge of the park. Uh, do you want me to, when we revisit places, do you want to go through the whole description again? Or just... Hardly. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, how would we forget that there are doors? Yeah, that's a very important part of the type-ins experience. Uh, I lost track of whether you wanted me to do it or not between the two answers. <laughs> <laughs> like hardly. You said no, right? What, sorry, was that yeah. a yes or no? No, no, don't read it. Stop. Yeah. Go. Short, short, Never. short, short version all is right. good. Good. Okay, Shut hun- up, Jenny. We're at the edge of the sorry. park. Hundreds of leaves are scattered all over the ground. They must have fallen when that big wind blew. Hey. Now, enter the leaves. Enter the leaves. The bunch of leaves. You can't enter that. Search it. Search it. Oh, I don't like that. It says, you're being dumb. You won't find anyone there. Now, the reason I don't like that is because I'm not sure what the pronoun was. And that's right, the pronoun wasn't didn't switch to the leaves. <clears throat> so you were trying to search your wings. Oh. oh. Well, I am being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's true that you what won't find thinking? anyone in your wings. Huh. I hope not. So shall we revise that command to search leaves? Yes, please. Search leaves. The bunch of leaves. The leaves aren't piled high enough to hide anybody. What? Is the point uh, maybe of these we, leaves? Oh, maybe we take them and we construct one of those pit traps, and we catch Ooh. everybody in the pit, and then we just um, cannonball into the pit and tag <laughs> them all at once. Hunger Games, them right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna Hunger Games the beep out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's try taking the leaves. I'm still obsessed with leaves. Yeah, let's take the leaves. Rightly so. Take leaves. You collect a big bunch of the leaves from the ground. It takes both your hands to hold them. You realize you won't be able to tip anyone while you're carrying the leaves, but you can always drop or throw them if you need to come... Oh, if you need to, and come back here to get more later. Okay. Great. Um, you take the wheel, Jenny. Maybe we can um, use the leaves like pocket sand. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at the we're at the entrance. Can we go back? Did we go north before? Yeah. 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 Let's go back north. Okay. So one step north is below the treehouse. Okay. Uh, let's climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. Climb ladder. Your hands are full with the leaves. Do you want to drop the leaves oh. so you can climb the ladder to the treehouse? Yes or no? Well, we literally just got the leaves. Um, I mean, I want to go in the treehouse, but I would, I would feel ineffective dropping the leaves. <laughs> yeah, so that's not the speed run. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We're not saving frames, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Did we search the tall grass? Ooh. Okay, so it sounds like I should answer you don't want to drop the leaves. 
You want right. oh, you do no, not wish yeah, to find right. the ladder. Okay. Uh, right. Okay, you hang on to the leaves and stay where you are, it says. Okay. Yeah, let's search the search the tall grass. Search tall grass. You don't need to fiddle around with the grass today. Okay. Um what are our exits? Your exits are from here you can go north, south, west, or up. And you have, I can tell you, because it's got an exit lister, which you would have access to, could you see? You have been north and south, but you have not been west or up. Okay, let's go west. Okay. West on the triangle-shaped path. The pathway becomes narrow here and splits in three directions. It makes you think of a triangle. The flower beds here are yellow and really pretty. You can go north, south, or east... Coming along the path towards you is a tall, pretty lady walking a little dog on a leash. You like dogs, but your family doesn't have any. Pet dog. Pet dog. Oh, on the soundtrack, the dog just barked. It was a very small dog. Okay, a little shy of the lady, you go towards the dog and reach out your hand. The dog jumps over to you and barks, and you rub its head. Hello, says the lady, admiring your costume. Well, don't you look beautiful? You smile at her and say, hello. This is Stevie, says the lady. I think she likes you. Is Stevie a boy's name, you say, bending down to pat the dog? Some people think it is if they haven't heard it before, says the lady, but actually it's short for Stephanie. Oh, you say. The dog is warm and fuzzy and friendly. Okay, says the lady. Stevie and I are going to continue on our walk now. Bye, Stevie, you say. You just decided that you and Demi have to get a dog. You'll talk to mum and dad about it. The lady and Stevie head east. Hmm. A clue. A clue that we're going Not to get really. a dog. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. A dread vision That'll of the future. In the, in the sequel. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Did you write that one yet? Somebody suggested I should go for 12. Hey. 6 2. 12. That's a subtitle. <laughs> yeah, 6X2. Ah. Yeah. Or I guess, you know, <laughs> 6. Uh, carrot two, and it's all about Demi and her sister at thirty six. <laughs> and they're like, "Remember when we had that fancy dress hide and seek tip party?" <laughs> and <laughs> the other one is, uh, I don't know. I have yeah, I have speculated about their futures, but I don't know if we should speak about that now or at the end of the game. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, maybe maybe save it for the end. It'll be interesting. Yeah, because we haven't we haven't met our sister yet either in in this game. No. Um, we will. Um, I think if we go north from here, we end up where that kid was running away t- to. So maybe okay. we can like catch him, that, come around, that head him off. Sounds about right, but I'm not sure. We'll find out. I'll go north. <coughs> we just heard a bird cawing on the soundtrack. Uh, by the hedge maze. What was that sound just then? There must be a bird close by. West of here is the entrance to the hedge maze. It's a real-life maze where all the walls are made out of hedges. You've been in there before and it can be lots of fun. Paths also lead north, south and east from here. Jack is running around here on all fours. He's crazy. Ugh. A huge, <laughs> scary black bird is sitting on the hedge behind, uh, beside the entrance to the maze. He has no white patches on him, so he's not a magpie. He must be a raven. Jack dashes to the east. 
Okay, well, you yeah, know all about crazy. those. Yeah, those scary black birds, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're the same in Australia because they're upside down. But <laughs> my and they're more scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was listening to um, your Renlaw episode uh, last night, and I because I yeah, and I heard mm. you talking about um, a big black bird in there, and you were typing core and stuff. Core. Oh, that's right. <gasps> Is that a hint that we should type core here? It's really not. Let's do it. It's a oh, a, it's an unconnected anecdote. If I type core, okay. what happens? Sorry, this game doesn't know the verb core. Oh no. But it does know the verb murder. <laughs> it's aware yeah. of murder. It just says that you don't need to use it. That's a you different class to... of 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But it doesn't know whether we need to call or not. Hmm. 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 Um. Scream. <laughs> scream. I'm a six-year-old girl. You don't have to try to scream. It just happens sometimes when you're having fun or you get a fright. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> we have ah. a lot to learn. <laughs> I, feel, I can sort of see Jenny like looking thoughtfully. Hmm, this is a good point. I don't have to try to scream. <laughs> With her finger on her chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stroking my beard. Yeah. So I feel like there was a lot of stuff in this location. I don't remember so hedge what maze. any of it was. Yeah, the hedge maze. And if we go west, I think that bird is going to try and scare us. Let's test my hypothesis. Okay. okay. West. You're too scared of that raven to walk past him into the maze. What if he pecked you on your head or something? Hmm. Being scared yourself mm. makes you think that your friends were probably scared away by the raven as well. They might have stopped... Oh, that might have stopped any of them from trying to hide in the maze. Maybe you should look for them elsewhere. That sounds like a hint. Ah, assuming that all of my friends are as wimpy as I am. Right. And cutting sharply against the grain of my intuitions that there would not be a maze in this game. <laughs> I weren't going to go into there for some reason. Right. So, this is a problematic message in many ways. Do you want to know now to why it's um, it. problematic? Or do you want to analyze some more first? Ooh. I mean, I'll keep talking in my head and you can you can say <laughs> stuff on I mind. can say words while you have an interesting discussion in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like that's hmm. probably what happens 100% of the time <laughs> on this podcast. Huh. <laughs> okay, it's happening. So I'll tell you why. Okay. This is, um, okay. the maze is for round two. So in round in game two you get to go in the maze. In this game you don't get to. Okay. Okay. Rad. All right. Then um, this kid runs away before we can throw the leaves at him. So it's not going to work like pocket sand. He ran east at last sighting from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we could maybe go east again and see what happens, and then go north to somewhere we haven't been yet. Sounds good to me. Okay, east. Above the wall. The lady is walking her dog here. Jack is running around in circles here. The lady and Stevie walk away to the north. 
What does it say about Jack? It doesn't say that he's running away. That's right. It just said it's Jack is running around in circles here. Tip Jack. Tip Jack. Oh, you can't tip anyone while you're holding all those leaves. Oh. Okay. Oh, we have... This is a catastrophic failure. <laughs> when he used the turn to drop the leaves, he's going to take he's the opportunity run to run away. What if we throw the leaves at his head, blinding him? Pocket sand. <laughs> I say it's worth a shot. Yeah. Okay. Throw leaves at Jack. We just heard the sound of leaves being thrown. You wait for Jack hey. to start showing off again just out of your reach, then suddenly chuck the whole pile of leaves in his face. Blah! <laughs> what? He shouts, falling on his backside in surprise. Sitting on the ground and covered in leaves, he starts to laugh and to spit out bits of leaf. Tip Jack! Tip Jack. It just played the you got a point sting. Woo. And it says in red, you just scored a point. Seizing your chance, you tap Jack's head and say, Tip! I'll get you back later, Jack says. Both of you start laughing as he peels more leaves off himself. Yay. We're good at tip, Ryan. Yeah, we made a great team just there. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the I'll get you back for that comment. Sure. Sounds like we're going on Jack's enemy list. It's probably because I read it out in an unnecessarily scary tone of voice. I misread the way this, you know, I didn't know where the sentence was going to go until I kept reading it. Yeah. He didn't shake I mean, his fist and say, future. I'll get you back later, Harriet, if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's future Harriet that has to worry about. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And as studies have shown. 36 and Jack <laughs> drops a <laughs> tank on her house. Oh, God. <laughs> when you least expect it. <laughs> I guess he would try to do the, uh, like, the overdone... Uh, serial killer version of throwing leaves at you oh. like throwing a bunch of razor blades at you or something yeah first sure. you would send a box like wrapped in ribbons that she would open and there would be all these leaves inside i'd just say hmm. oh yeah huh. echoes of my past <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's huh. Huh. jenny imagine getting a package full of leaves <laughs> <laughs> that would be creepy that would be some blair witch stuff yeah yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the uh, thriller slash horror movie, The Gift, uh, the recent one. Oh. When oh. they said that. I didn't see the recent one. The, the old one was with Kate Blanchett, right? Yes, that's way back, uh, directed by Sam Raimi back in around 2001 uh. or something. But yeah. I mentioned this to Ryan, just, uh, he, probably, he might not remember this. We were talking about Trivia Nights. And I said that in this film, oh, yeah. The Gift, which is directed by an Australian, though it's an American film, <clears throat> uh, it was the first time I'd seen a trivia night in an American film. The guy's hosting a pub trivia night. Oh. And this is a scary movie? It is quite scary, yeah. Was it scary trivia? No. Uh, no, uh. it was... Uh, but it was pretty... It was made out to be sad trivia. It was like they tried to indicate that he wasn't a very good trivia host. And there weren't <laughs> many people there and oh. stuff. <laughs> And then he got murdered. Oh no, he was doing. Guess, he was the guy who you thought was doing the things like sending oh. boxes of leaves and being creepy and stuff. Sure, oh. sure. To make up for the fact that he was bad at trivia. That's right. Then they cut to the trivia, and you go, "Ah, oh, now I know. Now I understand." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just lashing out because he's so bad at trivia. I was thinking that by scary at trivia, you meant like that in this movie, the guy pulls up a trivia card and he says. 
who got murdered next in the movie <laughs> The Gift? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say who got murdered next at this trivia night. And then pulled well, out a knife. I mean, there's a couple different ways you could do it. Yeah. But I think it would be creepier for the characters to receive this indication that they're in the movie. Ah. Wow. <laughs> to be creeped out and have the fourth wall smashed as well. Yeah. Yikes. That's the worst. Um... <laughs> Anyway, we're a sixth of the way through this game, and an hour into the recording. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys go on without me, I'll be there. Okay. Okay, well, we got okay. Jack. Yep. So I feel good I feel good about that. Oh, let's go back and climb that ladder now that we don't have a handful of leaves anymore. Ah, okay. That is south from here. Um, okay. Okay, now we, we took a step south. It says below the treehouse, and also it says Jack arrives from the north because he's walking back to the start of the park. Okay, let's talk to Jack. Okay, talk to Jack. I'm faster than Spider-Man. You sing to Jack, skipping around him. Quiet, you, says Jack. Jack heads south. Okay. Yep, feeling good. Feeling good about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and climb that ladder. Okay, climb ladder. In the treehouse. You're up in the wooden treehouse. Wow, what a great view. The house has no roof and its walls are red and blue. There's a steering wheel attached to the trunk of the tree. This all looks fun, but you need to get on with finding your friends. Maybe if you mm. check out the view, you can spot some of them from up here. A ladder leads down oh. to the ground. First things first, drive treehouse. Drive treehouse. Oh. I'm going to be so annoyed if this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sorry, this game doesn't know the verb drive. Drive. Because uh, Turn wheel. Would you like... Do you have a direction for turning the wheel, or would you like to just turn it in general? Oh, gosh. Um, Wittershins? I was thinking more conventional, like, clockwise or anti-clockwise. Okay, okay. That's... Uh, yes, anti-clockwise. Turn wheel anti-clockwise. You spin the wheel all the way around. Vroom! You imagine you're driving a racing car. Vroom! That's great. That was fun. Okay, now we can look at the view. Okay, look at that view. <coughs> From here, you can see over all of the areas in the park that are north and east of the treehouse, but you can't see to the west or south. Now, it's got a little bullet point list of stuff you can see. Oh, boy. So, point one. To the northeast, on the west side of the Morton Bay fig tree, you can see Sam, who is dressed as a knight. Point two. To the northeast, below the wall, you can see the lady and Stevie. Point three. Over to the east, near a puddle of mud, you see a big girl you don't know with her face pressed against a tree. And double bullet point, it says, Away to the north, you just saw something moving near a giant garden bed. You're not sure what it was, but it might have been a person. Okay, or a shark. <laughs> a land or shark. Or a sharknado. Or like a bun yeah. yip. A bun yip. A, a bun yip. What's a bun yip? Yeah. It's like a funyun, but it's not as fun. <laughs> Thanks. A bunyan is a foot thing, and a bunyip is a mythical uh, ah. creature. I see. I see. There was a television show in Australia called Alexander Bunyip. Okay. What did he do? Who did he fight? <laughs> <laughs> this was in days before fighting. 
This is what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure cavemen <laughs> Yeah, but bunyips are like Aboriginal. You know, they go back before all that. Before, ca- but wow. he, but he lived in the modern world. Uh, I don't remember what he did. He had a squeaky voice, and I found him pretty annoying as a kid. So I didn't really watch his okay. show. His, you, you can oh. look at his theme song on YouTube after we're done. So he was like the Woody Woodpecker of Bunyips. Except that he was a giant. <laughs> okay. Like he was taller than, taller than a person. Okay. So, Ryan, did you hear all the stuff about where, where we found the people? No. Because we totally found some people. Yeah, it was pretty full Good on. Job. More information than is easy to digest when having it read yeah. out to you. But basically... Uh, she climbed in the treehouse and looked at the view, and she got a bullet point list of where she could see various people. Oh, cool. So bro- yep. broadly, to the northeast on the west side of the Morton Bay fig tree, you can see Sam, who is dressed as a knight. To the northeast below the wall, you can see the lady and Stevie. Over to the east, near a puddle of mud, you see a big girl you don't know with her face pressed against a tree. And away to the north, you just saw something moving near a giant garden bed. You're not, you're not sure what it was, but it might have been a person. See, yeah. um, <laughs> let's go down, <laughs> down below the treehouse. Paths go north, south, and west, and then north, north. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to work out right, if you've been here your, before. Is that your bunyip voice? This is my normal voice. Is this your Graham oh. Nelson voice? <laughs> no we're not going to get into that <laughs> <laughs> okay above the wall uh, this is the place that has to the east is a stone wall about as high as your chest but on the other side it's a longer drop to the grass below paths lead north, south and west uh, let's go north again okay you, you're going north to a place you haven't been before the giant garden bed There's a giant garden bed here with all the prettiest flowers in the park. They're laid out in coloured stripes like a rainbow. Neat paths go south, east and west. The lady is walking her dog here. The lady and Stevie walk away to the south. Huh. Hmm. Deliberately avoiding us. Yeah. Uh, Let's go west. West? By the roundabout. You're in a nice grassy clearing with paths leading out of it south and east. Standing by the roundabout and looking very smart is your friend Marion. She's dressed as a pirate, wearing a white shirt, a red vest and a black pirate's hat. One of those ones shaped like a triangle. She's also carrying a sword and she's pointing it at you now. (gasps) Ahoy, landlubber, she cries. I'm Red Marion and you're on my ship. I challenge you to a duel. You love how Marion is so good at pretending to be different people. She goes to drama after school, and she says she wants to be in movies. What's a duel, you ask? A duel is where you and me have a fight. You try to zap me with your wand, and I'll try to zap you with my sword. If you win, you can tip me, but if I win, you have to say I won hide-and-seek. That's not fair, you say. (gasps) Yeah, none of these are the rules. (laughs) That's the only way you'll get to tip me, landlubber. What is this landlubber thing, she keeps saying. If you don't win, she adds, we'll do it again another day and you can win then. That's fair, isn't it? So, are you ready to duel? You have a quick think. Will you duel with Marion now? Yes or no? 
Well, obviously, yes. But would it be unethical, <laughs> Ryan, if we use the Cruciatus curse on her? Uh, don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> but you've got a particular problem with the Cruciatus curse above and beyond I most people's. I have a problem with the concept of unforgivable curses. Uh, mm. Or, no, wait. I have a problem with the concept of polyjuice potion. Oh, okay. What's your problem with polyjuice potion? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do their clothes turn into them as well or something like that <laughs> uh. no it's worse than stop shut up okay i don't want to talk okay, about I'll stop harry you potter there. what i will say is that okay. the um i think the harry potter references they're probably more on the other sister's side of the game because she's dressed as a witch gotcha. but uh so okay. you yes to the duel yeah, i think yeah, i'm ready yeah. to duel yeah yeah let's duel It's played a cover of a cover that I wrote of and what is that song called? Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yeah. Oh nice. Oh I see. The duel, it says in big red letters. I'm ready, you say, gripping your wand. Marion grins and raises her sword. Right, I challenge you to a duel, landlubber. Winner takes all. Stop calling me landlubber, you say. Sorry, says Marion. Okay, I challenge you to a duel, Harriet. Yeah, let's challenge, you say. In the duel oh we're in now we're into chevrons and some fourth wall information. In the duel, you should use these special commands. Zap. Type this to try to zap Marion with your wand. If you hit her, you win. Dodge. Try this to try to run or jump out of the way of one of Marion's attacks. Block. Type this to try to block one of Marion's attacks with your wand. If you want to let Marion make the next move, you can try to wait. Yep, that's it. And it says you can also use regular commands during this duel if you think they will help, though most of the time they won't. Okay. In summary, zap, dodge, block, wait. Zap, dodge, block, wait. Okay. Now it says press space to begin the duel when you're ready. Okay. Jenny? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I've... Never mind. Let me write something down and I'll tell you later. (laughs) Okay. Are we ants? Okay. There was a zapping... It's better than that, even. (laughs) Okay. There was a zapping noise on the soundtrack. Let's go, shouts Marion. (laughs) She immediately slices her sword towards you and yells out, Zap! That zap from her sword is about to hit you. You better act fast. Oh, I think we should dodge. Yeah, my thoughts as well. Dodge. You leap aside with a swishing noise and let the shot go past you. Marion takes a couple of quick steps to her right, then holds her sword sideways in front of her to protect herself. Um, hmm. Hmm. Let's zap. Zap. We heard, we heard a series of sound effects. There was like the zap, there was like a rebound, and then there was like the sound when it hit something else. You point your wand at Marion and yell out zap, but Marion already has her weapon up to protect herself, so she blocks your shot easily with one swoosh of the sword. Zap, she yells, and with a second swoosh, she sends another shot in your direction. You aren't ready at all, and the zap lands right on your tummy. <gasps> you say, holding no. your belly. I zapped you, I zapped you, says Marion. It's over, landlubber, I won. Don't call me landlubber, oh. you say. Because of the deal you made with Marion before the duel, you've lost this game of oh. tip. Plus, you have to tell no. everyone that Marion beat you. How annoying. Undo, undo! <laughs> Did we lose? Did I lose you guys? Yeah, the silence was me listening to the, the sort of 
the rueful you lost music. Oh, <clears throat> oh okay. <laughs> I was like, at this critical moment, I've lost the connection. <laughs> oh, no! It says, Marion defeated you. You've lost. You tipped one out of six friends, Jack, in 23 turns. jeez. Oh, what do you want to do? Please choose one of the following options. Number one is undo your last move so you can keep the bad thing from happening. Yes, that. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Your last move has been undone. So it says you leap aside with a swishing noise and let the shot go past you. Marion takes a couple of quick steps to her right, then holds her sword sideways in front of her to protect herself. Your move. Okay. Well, we don't want to zap her, and we no. don't need to... Oh, we can actually... We could We could start blocking now. Sure. Yeah. Block? Okay. Block. Block it is. You hold your wand up to protect yourself as well. Marion takes this opportunity to start running across the clearing. Oops, her hat oh. fell off, but she's not going back for it. That, she doesn't zap. understand this duel. <laughs> yeah. Do we zap her? I say zap her while okay. she's running. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we got another triple sound effect. You throw another shot at Marion as she runs across the grass. Zap! Marion waves her sword her sword over her shoulder and bounces your shot away. Now you can see where she's running to. There's a spot where the ground goes up a bit, like a little hill, and Marion just jumped behind it. She pokes her head over the top of the hill and throws another shot at you, shouting, Zap! Dodge! Dodge! Yeah, totally dodge. Dodge? There was a triple salvo of noises. You start to run to get out of the way, and arg! You tripped over! While down on your hands and knees in the grass, you hear Marion yelling, Zap! 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 I fell over, you say. Ouch! Your hands are stinging from when they hit the ground. Let me help you up, says Marion, running over to you. But I still won, she adds. (laughs) You don't feel too happy about that, but you're also too sore to argue. Because of the deal you made with Marion before the duel, you've lost this game of tip. Plus, you have to tell everyone that Marion beat you. How annoying. Undo Uh. So, the last thing that happened was she waved her sword over her shoulder, bounced a shot away, she hid behind the hill, she pokes her head up, and throws a shot at you. Okay. Well, dodging didn't work. I guess we block. Yeah, block. You swish your wand across yourself and block Marion's zap with a pew. Marion ducks back behind the hill so you can't see her. Waiting for her to appear again, you keep your wand pointed at the top of the hill. There she is. She just put her head up. Zap. Zap. Zapper. Zapper. (laughs) (laughs) Zap, you shout, throwing your zap straight at Marion's head. You got her. Uh, Marion cries, jumping out from behind the hill. Marion's head splits open. And stomping around. Then you both laugh. Marion walks over to her hat, picks it up and puts it back on her head. She comes over to you. You won, so you can tip me now, she says, holding out her open hand. Tip, you say, clapping her hand lightly. Marion smiles. You just scored a point. Let's have another duel later, you say. Yeah, says Marion. All right. Two out of six. Good job, us. Uh, okay. Um, if we go south from here, it's to the entrance to the uh, hedge maze, right? That's right. Yep. And then we could go west from there, right? Or could we go south? From the maze, you can go uh, south or east from the maze entrance. That's the west edge of the park, basically. Okay. Um, There's actually a, south. Um, the game has an in-game uh, map that you can look at. So uh, I don't know if you're interested in getting the map. 
Oh, let me pull up the map and just we'll save our listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, wait, the listeners will not be able to see the map. Uh, but you know what? There's a lot you can't see, listeners. That's so true. <laughs> it sounds really deep. <laughs> you can't. You can't just make yourself scream. <laughs> it is. It is advice of that kind. Yeah. Um, is the map at six dot It probably is, but I was actually going to IFDB. I reckon one of the links will be the map. Oh, okay. Because I can't find it at six dot It must be like in the bundle. Could be. Okay, here's that. Wait, that's Demi's map. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. right. It's because she drew the map. Oh, okay. That holds oh, okay. true for either. Yeah. Oh, okay. Demi is a talented young lady. Yeah. She is. Okay, so we got that part. Alright, so if we go south from the triangle path, we can get to the koala statue where we haven't been, right? That's right. Let's go to the koala statue. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. <laughs> going, okay, you went south to the triangle-shaped path, Marion arrives from the north, we go south again, by the koala statue. You're in a round paved clearing surrounded by a tall hedge. It's a little cooler here for some reason. In the centre of the clearing is a giant stone koala. Paths lead north and east. The lady is resting here while Stevie plays in the grass. Marion arrives from the north. Huh. This doesn't seem to be I don't. Well, let's search the statue and see if someone is hiding in the ears of the koala. Search statue. There was a little sting, musical sting. <gasps> you start to tiptoe around the statue. Eek! Something black just zipped out of your sight. You jump back into the open to find tall Pia right in front of you, dressed in her black cat costume. You both scream with excitement, but before you can grab her, she springs away to the east. Marion walks east. After her. <laughs> so follow Pia. Follow that cat. <laughs> I wonder if it understands follow cat. It does. You run east hey, after Pia. Nice. <laughs> uh, you're at the edge of the park. Marion is walking along here. Pia is here. She keeps her eyes on you as you approach. Hundreds of leaves are scattered all over the ground. Marion runs south. Um tip her uh, Pia I'll type Pia because her could yeah, be yeah. either Pia I don't know how to spell her name yeah, it's or pronounce it <laughs> Papa India yeah. Alpha P-I-A oh okay oh okay Pia slips out I thought of... it might be like a pier ah, I right. thought so too yeah that we would fish off of to catch fish to feed to a cat <laughs> so it <would> makes sense <laughs> it all comes back to animals Bringing it back to animals. Bringing it, bringing it back to animals. <laughs> All right. Pia slips out of your reach, then sprints away to the north. Ah. Let's get more leaves and try the same trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep doing that. Okay, get leaves. You collect a big sure. bunch of leaves from the ground, etc. Takes both hands to hold them. Can't tip anyone while you're carrying them, but you can always drop or throw them and get more here later. Okay. Uh, the thing that I was going to save for later was my idea for, like, a space captain 
character. How do you like the name Zapdodge Blockweight? Nice. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I came up with that myself. (laughs) I'm into it. It's like Toothy McGrinsmile. (laughs) (laughs) Bodie McGrinsmile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All these joke names are Irish. (laughs) Scottish. I forget which one Mac is. I think Scottish. I think Mac is Scottish and O is Irish. Listen to how dumb we are. I know. (laughs) Americans, what you going to do? We're we're not proud of being dumb. No. We're proud of who we are, and that includes how (laughs) dumb we are. (laughs) We're not proud of being dumb, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) So... You have got your leaves. Uh, if we go north, can we get the... Uh, we'll throw them at Pia. Okay, north. Pia is here taking very light cat steps. Throw leaves at Pia. Pia might be hard to catch, but you'd feel bad if you threw something at her. Really? Huh. It's because you forgot how... An- you've probably already forgotten how annoying Jack was. Oh. oh, Jack is a loser, and it's okay to throw things at <laughs> oh. him. I thought we were just fine throwing leaves at our friends, just as a rule. Ah. You can throw leaves at me, Jenny. Oh, thanks, Ryan. You can throw leaves at me, too. Okay, I, think. I will. Okay, I'll great. send you a box of leaves in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a note that says, throw at self. Aim contents at face. I'll send you a box of leaves in the mail and you'll be like, oh yeah, like we said on that podcast. But the box has a time-loaded spring release that causes the leaves to fly out of the box into your face. And then I have the last laugh from my prison cell. Okay. Yeah. Involved plan. I like it. Thank you. So, good Um, news is you've still got your leaves. Bad news, you weren't allowed to throw them at Pia. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe um, talk to Pia talk to Pia meow you say in a high voice Pia giggles mm, no mm. useful clues can we just try tipping her right now oh yeah uh, except it's going to say you've, you're holding the leaves so you can oh right <clears throat> But if we do it, what it'll do is give you the option... Oh, no, it just says you can't tip anyone while you're holding all those leaves. Leaves, okay. Well, we might as well drop the leaves. Yeah, but last time when we tried to tip her with no... No. uh, She -hmm. just ran off. She just ran off, yeah. So I I don't think these leaves are going to help us again until we find someone who's as much of a loser as (laughs) Franklin is. Jack? Jack, yeah. I can't keep these kids straight. Yeah. I'm terrible with names, especially when they're bratty kids. Right. I hate kids. Ah. <laughs> I told you guys cetera, how hilarious I think the idea of someone who hates kids is. No. I understand that people in real life do hate kids. Hate kids, and I yeah. think this is basically a nonsensical position. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, let's uh, try another tack. I propose... We go south and then east to what Demi's map says is a tree garden. Uh-huh. 
south, the edge of the park, east, on the soundtrack, a little girl giggling. This, uh, okay, tree garden. This corner of the park is called the tree garden, and what was that? You heard someone giggling. Lots and lots of big trees have been planted in a neat line which winds around the edge of the lawn here. They look like furry people waiting in a queue. Someone has mown the grass and everything is really tidy. One path winds north towards a shady area under lots of trees, and another one goes west. Hmm... Okay. That giggling could be the giggling of one of our friends in this hide-and-seek game. <laughs> it is possible. We should search yes. something. Yes, definitely. What would you like to search? Something. It might be worth... Let's just bushes? see. I just want to see what happens if we just type search. Search, sure. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, it took, it helped you. Right, so what happens is, yeah, it took right. a punt at the most obvious thing. It said the trees, in brackets. With a okay. wall ah, with a wall of bushes growing between each tree and the next, it's like every tree in the tree garden has its own little room. To check if anyone is hiding behind any of the trees, you'll have to search around each tree one at a time. What a lot of work. Well, you have to start somewhere. Do you want to investigate mm. one of the tall trees or one of the short trees? And then you can press one for tall or two for short. Oh my gosh. I think a tall tree. It's like dichotomous trees. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, tall is good. Tall. Okay, of the tall trees, do you want to pick one with smooth bark or one with rough bark? Wow. I feel that rough would be better suited to hiding because there are crevices. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, you can, if you're a very tiny person. <laughs> <laughs> you can insert yourself into the barkle area. Uh-huh, okay. the barkle area, I like that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to rough. Rough. There are, <laughs> I'm just reading what's ahead. There are tall rough barked trees which have pointy branches and others which have curly branches. Will you go towards the pointy branched ones or the curly branched ones? Oh my god. Uh. Curly. Curly. Because Curly was one of the three stooges <laughs> who engaged in japes, such as we in, are engaged in now, playing hide-and-seek tip. Yes. I actually did a... Earlier when uh, Jack said, quiet, you... I was thinking of the three stooges then as well. Ah. Oh, man. It's something what, that's something that Moe says a lot while he's abusing people. <laughs> okay, Curly. <clears throat> Some tall, rough, curly branch trees look pretty, but others look ugly. Will you check out the pretty ones or the ugly ones? Hmm. Okay. I have a distaste for ugliness. Well, I was thinking, so, okay, so Harriet is clearly the sister who is into pretty things. Yep. And if our friends know this, and if they're smart Uh enough to take advantage of it, which who knows, because we're all six years old, but... They would probably hide behind the ugly trees, knowing that we would be attracted to the pretty trees. Yes. Yeah. And thus you're choosing ugly. The ugly trees, right. Okay. You have almost decided which tree to search. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) There are four trees which are tall, rough, curly branched, and ugly. One is black, one is brown, one is grey, and one is green. Which tree will you pick? Oh my gosh. Black, brown, grey, or green? Oh my gosh. Um, 
Brown. <laughs> Brown. After a bit of thinking, you have picked out the tall, rough, curly-branched, ugly brown tree. You tiptoe over to the base of the tree to investigate the bushy area, bushy area around and behind it. Press space to continue. Ah, there's nobody hiding behind this tree. Oh no, we picked the wrong. <laughs> we picked the wrong one of uh, sixty-four trees, Ryan. <laughs> Do we know for sure that it's sixty-four? You were doing no, that. No, I just made. No, I just made up that number. I was. That's pretty close. I was having a look myself. So Is there's two, four, eight, sixteen times four. Yep. Sixty-four. Yep. Wow, Jenny. I guess I was need to doing go to that. Vegas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that kind of savant-like attitude to numbers, you could clean up. Yeah. Ooh, give me a jelly bean game. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna win that. Um. Uh, either this puzzle is literally insane, <laughs> <laughs> or there's some trick Get that we it. don't know about. Yeah. There is one of the handy commands that you. Well, there are two that you haven't used yet. And oh my gosh! I know what it is. Oh, what is it? Listen. Listen. <gasps> The pause was for the strident chirping of a bird that we just heard. Oh, there's a black bird up in one of the trees who just started chirping like crazy. How can you hear anything with that going on? You have to wait until the birdie decides to be quiet. Ah, there, it stopped. Okay. Now you can listen some more. I will. You will. Ah. Now there's a plane passing overhead in stereo. Huh. It says... Awesome. <laughs> I, I'm sort of, in, having not played for a long time, I'm kind of impressed at this stuff, you know, yeah. cause, especially because I'm wearing headphones, so I'm getting the, you know... Oh, yeah, the mm. full effect. It says, now yeah. what? There's an aeroplane flying through the sky. It's making a lot of noise. You'll need to wait for the aeroplane to fly away before you can have a good listen. And I would say it probably has okay. gone, because we heard it go. <laughs> yeah, let's continue the listening. Listen again. <laughs> I know how Aha. to do this kind of puzzle. Okay, I just heard a giggling in the right speaker. There, you heard the giggle again. You walk over towards where it came from. You think it came from behind the tall, rough, curly-branched, pretty green tree. This is the tree you <gasps> will look behind. Oh, we were so close. We were so close. <laughs> yeah, Man. that's scary. Yeah. You traveled, this person did not. You travelled down the dichotomous tree and only took the wrong fork <laughs> at the last moment. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, second to last, us. because yeah. we chose the ugly, ugly instead of pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this person so this did not we'll... utilize our psychology to yeah. hide from us. Six-year-olds are famously dumb. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it's true, it's true. Do you know what passes for smartness with six-year-olds? No. Like, if a six-year-old can, like, cook a pancake, oh, then they're yeah. some kind of genius. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. If I a six-year-old can remember basic trigonometry fun- functions. <laughs> then they're like, really Wow. They're so smart. Yeah. I still have trouble with omelets. Yeah, I don't bother. Yeah. I, I failed either. out of omelets in high school. <laughs> you failed That's out kind of them. True. You had your mom uh, write a note. The, the like... <laughs> 
I uh, excuse Ryan from almost. was getting A's in every class, and I was on track for a 4.0. Uh-huh. And then I had to take foods. <gasps> oh, no. I don't remember. I don't think I was, like, super bad at foods, but <laughs> I did uh, really fail to do whatever you do to make an omelet. Wow. And um, I had to, like, like beg the teacher or, like, nervously ask the teacher what kind of grade I was going to get <laughs> because I didn't want foods to screw up my... Perfect your perfect score. score yeah yeah so what happened oh i got a, i got straight a's in high school oh good good i was and worried then i got a medal i'm not kidding i got a medal that said best in class <gasps> wow and that medal is still somewhere <laughs> so <laughs> it exists <laughs> that's how all all ghost stories should end <laughs> and that ghost to this day is still somewhere. Well, I mean, often that is the ending, right? <laughs> sort of. I guess all it requires is that minor elaboration of, you know, like, and sometimes on a cold night when the wind creaks the bough of the, you know, black willow tree, mm-hmm. old man, what's his face, is, and then you have to say, like, he, he's in that, he's in the swamp. You know, you can't just say he's he's around he exists and he may he may return to harass you in the future yeah yeah oh so, sometime late at night when the wind creaks the bough of the black willow tree old mr barnyard is off somewhere doing, doing a thing or maybe taking a nap doing things. a ghost nap taking actions. a ghost nap <laughs> that's a scary story uh, old Man Barnyard. <laughs> I forgot the name we just said. Uh, <laughs> it's not the best name for a slasher film. <laughs> it was like a farmer. It was an occupational surname. <laughs> uh, let's look behind the correct tree. Okay. Please input the commands that make us look behind the correct tree. I reckon we could probably do that by just search tree at this point. Oh, okay. Nice. Because we were so smart. Yep. It played the um, the little sting to indicate you found someone. You found your friend Ayla. This is spelled A-Y-L-A. Mm, she was named after oh, that's Ayla my... in the clan of the cave bear. My cousin's kid is named that. Oh, huh. after the crown yeah. of the cave bear or for Chrono Trigger? Um, wait a second. That's also the name of the gallon Chrono Trigger. Yes. That's Who was such probably a cool named name. after the clan of the cave bear is my guess. I bet. It's a good name. Because of caves. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen clan of the cave bear. I've got a copy on my shelf, but it was a pan and scan copy. So I sort of look at it sneeringly and then choose another film to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I don't think I've ever seen the movie, actually. I got really into the books in high school, and then they start getting not very good at all after, like, the third one. Right. Yeah. I called her Ayla because uh, it was a name I happened to see on an episode of Escape from Scorpion Island, which is a children's version (laughs) of Survivor. Nice. (laughs) Oh, that's... Wow. That's worse than Survivor, though, because Scorpion's... (laughs) Scorpions are the worst. 
It's an Australian-British co-production. So they have a mixture of kids from the UK and kids from Australia, and then they put them on okay. this inverted commas island. You oh, know, wow. it may be a peninsula or something. We don't know. And then they subject them to things that are less stressful than Survivor, but pre- pretty, still pretty stressful. Wow. <laughs> Do the British kids just get immediately eaten by scorpions and the Australian kids are fine? No, they're all they're all pretty. Even though the British kids, just because their accents, they just inherently to me they sound a bit more fey. But you know, mm-hmm. they are as tough. They're as ready to rumble with scorpions oh, as the Australian oh, sure. kids. Yeah. Well, wasn't it British kids in Lord of the Flies? It was. Oh, yeah, it was. So they have a natural propensity for islands and survival. Uh huh. Yes. Oh, poor piggy. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, they come British from kids. an island, so they know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about the number of things that will kill you in Australia. It's. I mean, oh, apparently true. it's sort of a high number, but they don't kill you very often. Oh, that's good. I mean, they only have to kill you once. Yeah, just it's yeah. I need the correct. Uh, the mathematical language to express the proportions in the correct way is eluding me at this point in time. But, you know, like we have <clears throat> here in Sydney, we have what is considered the world's most dangerous spider, the funnel web. And like uh, I've got neighbours who find it, um, they find it walking into their house. Oh, but gosh. I've got a couple of, I, I think because I've got some steps at the back of where I live, they, they don't like to come up the steps. Oh, good. Good. Keep living up those steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I put yeah. a bunch of funnel webs in lead light for that reason, because it's it's set oh, in nice. uh, the Blue Mountains. Oh wow! So I used to live in Arizona, where we had um, I don't think the most deadly scorpion, but the the most painful scorpion. Right. The Arizona bark scorpion. Yeah, I got stung by one of those. I mean, two different ones of those <laughs> twice. And it for a total a of four lot. times. No. One each. Two, two, okay, so two different ones once each. Right. Yeah. So just twice. I was going to say I was stung by one twice, but that is not accurate because I was stung by the first one and immediately beat it to death with a shoe (laughs) and then was stung by the second one and immediately beat it to death with a shoe. So these were very definitely two different scorpions. Right. Yeah. Okay. Self. Back on the topic of Ayla. Immortal scorpion. (laughs) Yes. I'll finish the paragraph about you finding her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing six by Wade Clark, I remember. Uh, You found your friend Ayla. She's hiding behind this tree, curled up in a ball, with her knees tucked under her chin and her arms wrapped around her head. She is dressed as a princess and her gold crown is about to fall off. She's probably trying to stop herself from giggling or making any other sound. She looks so funny that you want to laugh, but she hasn't heard you coming, so you stay quiet so that you can tip her. Oh, yeah, let's tip her. Yeah. Tip her. Bam. You can't tip anyone while you're holding all those leaves. Oh, no, oh. we're still holding the leaves. Throw, wait, we can't throw uh, the leaves at people that are cool. Yeah. Uh, drop leaves and then tip her. Drop leaves. Drop leaves, period. Okay, tip you drop the leaves her. and they gently blow away. Tip Ayla. Whatever. You sneak up beside Ayla and say, Ayla. Ayla pops her head up from under her arms to see who's there. Tip, you say, as you pat her on the shoulder. You just scored a point. Ayla giggles. You got me. She stands up and brushes some twigs off her knees, then straightens her crown on her head. I love hiding. 
Huh. And you now have three points. Loves hiding. Dresses up as princess. Uh-huh. Something, something, something. Think piece. Go north. <laughs> north. Why do millennials love hiding so much? <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the shade by the mud. You're in a part of the park that gets less sun because the trees make a web of dark overhead. Paths go north and south to less shady places. There's a big puddle of mud here. Yuck. Leaning against one of the gum trees is a big girl in red overalls. It looks like she's playing her own game of hide and seek. She has her face pressed into her folded arms so that she can't see and she's counting out loud. The big girl counts 56. Wait. Uh, yeah. Sorry, was that a... Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have a little rest. The big girl counts 57. Oh my gosh, is this our turn count? It can't be. It is... Your turn (laughs) count is 47 at the moment. Oh, okay. So she might have started at 10. She must have, because... Because that's how it works. Because Um, maths. I'm inclined to... Uh, leave this gal alone because our goal is to defeat the yeah. other governors. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not really sure what the protocol is for I mean if we were you know, if we were trying to one hundred percent six then we would figure out what this gal's deal is and help her, you know, catch her six people for a total of twelve. But uh for right now I think we should head north because uh, I'm looking at the map and I see that the rest of the map is north mm-hmm. from here. Yeah. Okay, north. Uh, that works for me. Below the wall. You're in a field which is cool and damp. To the west is a stone wall, at the top of which is a higher level of the park. It's too high to climb over, plus the wall is covered in sticky green stuff that has grown in the shade. Near the wall is a great big yellow rock, much bigger than yourself. Pathways go north and south from here. Hmm... That rock is so, you know. No. Like, I feel like we should search the rock. Okay. Search rock. You take a look. There's nobody hiding behind it now. Nobody hiding behind it now. Now. That's right. Your emphasis. The, the word <laughs> is not in bold or in italics, so as to force it into people's brains. It just says behind it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's continue north then. North. West side of the Morton Bay fig. In this dusty corner of the park is the hugest of all the trees. Dad said it's called a Morton Bay fig. It has roots like crazy ropes and bark like an elephant's skin. You feel you could jump on your own head hundreds of times and still not reach the top of the tree. You are on the west side of the tree and can go around to its east side. Paths also go south and west. To the north is the entrance to the gazebo. The gazebo is a small house with lots of sides, a pointed roof, and no walls. Brackets. There's a kind of fence where the walls would be. Close brackets. Sometimes people have picnics on the table inside, but no one is in there today, and you can see why. A big spider has built his web right across the entrance, and he's sitting in the middle of it. He's almost as large as your hand. How horrible. Wandering around under the fig tree is Sam the Knight. He is so surprised by your arrival that he wobbles and almost trips over one of the giant tree roots. 
Forsooth, he says as he prepares to run away from you. <laughs> but what does forsooth mean? <laughs> uh, Ryan, what does forsooth mean? It means truly, verily. Oh. Sooth means truth. Okay. So it's like for... Forsooth. For that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, now, I, I think we should chase him east... Mm-hmm. I might be remembering this from the last time I played this. Chase okay. Sam east. You swipe at Sam, but he jumps back out of your reach. He begins to make his way around to the other side of the tree by jumping and scrambling over the huge roots. It looks like hard work. You start to follow him, and gosh, this is hard work. Each root is like a small wall. Some of them you can leap over. Some of them you have to stop and climb over. You can hear Sam breathing heavily ahead of you as you chase him. East side of the Morton Bay Fig. It is very dark here in the shade of the towering fig tree. Paths lead around the tree to the west. Sam is here trying to catch his breath. Okay, tag him. Tag Sam. You dash towards Sam. Again, he escapes from you by circling to the other side of the fig tree, jumping and climbing over its tangle of giant tree roots. Um, can we, like, tire him out by going back and forth forever? Uh, is is this an action you want to execute? Yes, we want to type I, go back and forth forever. <laughs> go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we begin with west? Yeah. Okay, west. Yeah, you're on the road track. Uh, west side of the Morton Bay Fig. Sam is here puffing and panting. His face is red. Ha. Ah, a little wimpy boy. <laughs> okay. Let's try tagging him. He'll probably run again, but... Let's try it. Tag Sam. Sam groans as you come running for him again, then starts to jump and leap over the roots as he heads for the other side of the tree. <laughs> okay. What a dork. East. To follow Sam quickly, you hop and climb over the tree roots again. Sam is here looking exhausted, gulp- gulping for air and holding himself up with his hands on his knees. Mercy, he gasps. <laughs> I think we got him this time, Ryan. No quarter. <laughs> Tag Sam. <laughs> Sam tries to stagger away from you, but he has no energy left, while you have lots. Tip, you say, patting him on the back. You just scored a point. Sam says, <clears throat> I think I'll... Gasp. Have a rest, Puff. Here before, Pant. I go back to the picnic area, forsooth. Then he plops down onto the ground, cross-legged. Okay. I admire his commitment to roleplay. <laughs> Alright. Um, let's see... I want to go um, west and then try to go north in the gazebo, mm-hmm. where I'm pretty sure that spider will prevent our progress. Yeah. Yep. Okay, west, north. The web completely blocks the way into the gazebo. There's nothing you can do about it, uh. because you don't even want to think about going near the web or the spider. Yeah, if we couldn't handle a bird. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is another game two thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet Harry will do, or Demi will do a lot better. Demi is a spider. Um, our point total is four, right? That's right. Okay. And we know that there is a uh, cat running around. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to yeah. trap that cat. Do we have a, a fish? Of milk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking and it looks like we've gone to every location. 
and uh, we haven't. I mean, oh, we haven't gone to the picnic area at the far south. Um, but I thought that's where everyone was going after they got caught. That is, but it's still a fun place to go. Then well, let's, let's go there. Go all about it. You are all about fun. So yes, we love fun. Down to the tree garden, west to the edge of the park, south. In the picnic area, you're at the north end of the picnic area. There's a table here where mum and dad will lay out the food later. They've already put the tablecloth out. A path leads north into the park. To the south are more tables where other families are having picnics, but dad told you and your friends not to go down that way. He said you all have to stay in the park area while you're playing. Ayla is sitting at the table and singing a little song to herself. Jack is running around here following a low-flying cicada. Demi and Marion are sitting at the table playing a clapping game. Mum is standing here talking to Dad. <clears throat> Marion and Demi start a new clapping game. Double, double, this, this, they say, clapping each other's hands back and forth. Jenny. Yeah. You know how they pronounce cicada in Australia? Uh, it's not cicada, is it? No. He just said it. In the overgrowth of the underbrush shown a fossil tooth which I must have dropped very long ago which reminded me how we wound up where we are now right through those trees I'm not insane that's where we came into this place and if you squint if you squint your brain I'll get my paints and try to paint Canada Canada It's nice to return to a serenade Are we ready? Jenny's Do you like here. it when people loudly chomp biscuits on the microphone during the Oh, that's my podcast? favorite thing. <laughs> hey, I'm back. I don't know if other people are back. We've been back for years and years. We've been back since the movie We're Back, a dinosaur story. Starring Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and uh, I want to say that, like, was John Goodman the voice of the T-Rex? I haven't watched um, We're Back. It, does it, though I just have this bizarre memory that it has a... Does it have an exclamation mark in its title? Like, it We're does. Back, exclamation mark? It does. It's important and to remember that. Oh, man. I was oh, right my. about... I think I unplugged my headphones. Oh, come on, Jenny. You missed yes. this great bit about We're Back. Um, Jenny? I was right about John Goodman, is what I'm trying to say. I remembered that... I didn't even remember that John Goodman was in the movie... I remembered the voice of the T-Rex and I recognized it as John Goodman's. So be impressed. Where is everybody? Why aren't you guys impressed? Because, well, I was, sorry, I was chomping my sorry. way for a ginger nut biscuit. I, I did, I listened to your story. I accidentally <laughs> had my phone on mute. I, on mute? My, my phone? My microphone? Oh my God. That's, neither of those was the right word. 
This is terrible. I actually said I am impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but I said it into a <laughs> muted microphone. Um, what you can do is edit. You get Jenny's I am impressed, and then you just copy-paste it all through yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. after Julia every sentence, Child I am impressed. Yeah. was in this movie. Really? Julia Weird. Child as Dr. Juliet Bleeb. Wow. Who's Julia Child? Oh, she's a an extremely famous um, television TV cook. chef. T- yeah. TV chef. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has a uh, dis- or she had a distinctive voice. Or she still alive? If she I is, she's. I think not, she might have like, died. Oh, in two thousand four, she died. Okay. Um, and still she- alive, kind of died. <laughs> <laughs> um. She was uh, very important in, like, she might have invented the modern concept of the TV chef, I think. Yeah, I think Mm. she might have. And she, like, brought, um, uh, she made it French cuisine uh, accessible to uh, us American plebes. Yep, yep. And she wrote a book um, called The Joy of Cooking, Yes. Oh, she wrote The Joy of Cooking, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did she... There was a Meryl Streep film about some chef... Yes. ...not that long ago. Was that her? Yes. Right. And... uh, I haven't seen that film either. (laughs) uh, Amy Adams played the other girl in that movie, right? That was Amy Adams? Oh, I forget. In Julia and Julia. Yeah, yeah, Julia and Julia. Uh, So, (laughs) we have to get into this because it's amazing. Um, yeah. Some lady, a real life lady, wrote a blog where she prepared all of the meals in Julia Child's The Joy of Cooking. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fine. Write a blog. <laughs> so they made this movie where Meryl Streep plays Julia Child and we go through, you know, the drama of her life and the struggles that she experienced and being married to, uh, what's the name of the guy? Anyway, um... Uh, and you know Julia Child, like a, a real important figure in the culture, and it's juxtaposed mm-hmm. against Amy Adams playing this mm-hmm. lady who's writing a blog and like mm-hmm. trying to wring drama out of the concept of a lady who writes a blog. <laughs> oh, the pathos! And like, the- hey Ryan, wait until my movie comes out, okay? <laughs> Yeah, it does sound pretty bad now that you've described it. I didn't realize that was how it was presented. I guess yeah. that's the hook to get the millennials in. I guess. But yeah. the uh, like the Julia Child part of the movie was actually really good. And mm-hmm. then um, not only was the other half of the movie not as good, but it turns out that the real-life lady is kind of a jerk. Mm. Anyway, and did Amy Adams portray her as kind of a jerk? Probably not. Um, no, like the script is like, oh, I'm a working girl in the early aughts or whatever, and you know I have struggles in my life, um, and you know Amy Adams did her best to make her into a a cool sure. character, but like it, you can't really. Yeah. Do a lot with that, even you if you are Amy Adams, who is just inherently likable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, were we playing a game? We were playing a game called "We're Back: A Dinosaur's Story." 
<laughs> do we need to play the clapping game again? Mm. <clears throat> we oh. do indeed. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Go ahead and do you know what off. the. Uh, okay, so it's going to go one, two, three, clap. Yes. Yep. And here it comes. Have you braced okay. your clapping hands? Mm-hmm. Yes. One, two, three. Perfect. Beautiful. Lovely. Okay. What I was going to say is the clapping game. Do you know <clears throat> what the clapping game is in relation to bats that fly in the air? No. It's when the um, the bats are flying low over you, and then you clap really loudly, and it messes up their sonar, and then they take a sudden severe turn. Oh no, that's really mean. <clears throat> yeah, my friend told me about it. I don't do this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you do this like just when you're outside with bats, or do you do it when they get in your house as a way of like manipulating them into being trapped? <laughs> <laughs> they don't get all up in my house, but you know when. <laughs> They do fly, there are lots of bat colonies around Sydney and they sort of fly low at night during the warmer months. So <clears throat> what my friend, he likes to do it at the open air cinema. When oh. you, like you see this movie on a screen on the harbour and there are lots of bats flying around before the movie and he looks up and he, when a bat comes, he claps and suddenly the bat, you know, turns 90 degrees. Wow. That's probably <laughs> as mean as my trick with crows. Mm, mm, Yeah. Yeah. What is your trick? Uh, if you, if there are a bunch of crows in a tree, and you suddenly raise your arms, then the crows all like jump up like they have to get going, because I guess <laughs> they see you raising your wings out of the corner of your eye, and they're like, "Well, if that guy's flying, then I get better get flying." <laughs> yep, yep. I that's assume right. that's I how it works. I remember you describing that in another podcast. Yes. Yeah. See, I've listened to about two out of three of them, I think, of the whole lot. Oh, wow. Well, what you should do instead, if I may make a suggestion, is listen to the first two-thirds of each episode. And that way you have, you know, you spend the same amount of time, but you have a broader uh, background in Clash of Type-In. I'd say my broad ground, my background's pretty broad now. It could it could be beating everyone <laughs> except the people who host the podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't remember anything that we say. So that's because you, in the context of your life, you're always talking. So why would you remember your stuff? But you know, in the context of my life, you guys <laughs> exist as just as this occasional entertainment in my ears, and uh, I remember stuff. Oh, man. So I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about the Air Bud uh, Babies spinoffs, you know, the weird... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the weird. And I was and I was surprised because they were talking about this as though it was the first time they had ever discussed it. And I was like, well, man, if, if this is the first time they're talking about it, then whose podcast did I hear about that on? <laughs> And that was bothering me and bothering me. And then Ryan edited, um, yeah, the most recent episode of Type-Ins. And I was like, oh, I heard that <laughs> when Ryan explained it to me on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we're all, we're all synced up. So yes. when did, um, I, I suppose for me, I lost you when I started reading out the picnic area stuff. Did you hear the description or do you want to go, should we do we, that again? We did hear the <clears throat> description and I feel like we had already decided... What we were going to do, or no, I had okay. some clever comment about it. Oh, I mm. don't remember. There's a bunch of kids. Mm. 
Some of yeah, them are yeah. playing clapping games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're not supposed to go to the other side of the park because our no. dad will get mad. And it's probably not implemented. Um, yeah, it probably is. Uh, I no, see what you mean. The whole area isn't, but your attempt to go there and my oh, sure. planning of it is, is implemented. <laughs> uh, go ahead and read the description because I can't remember what there is to do okay. here. Yep. You're at the north end of the picnic area. There's a table here where mum and dad will lay out the food later. They've already put the tablecloth out. A path leads north into the park to the south are more tables where other families are having picnics, but dad told you and your friends not to go down that way. He said you all have to stay in the park area while you're playing. Ayla is sitting at the table and singing a little song to herself. Jack is running around here following a low-flying cicada. Demi and Marion are sitting at the table playing a clapping game. Mum is standing here talking to Dad. Marion and Demi start a new clapping game. Double, double, this, this, they say, clapping each other's hands back and forth. Yeah, we made fun of the way you pronounce cicada. Mm -hmm. Cicada. And then cicada was cicada. Let's call the whole thing. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Cicada. Cicada. Let's go back to the treehouse and see if there are clues. Mm hmm. Okay, when we went north, P is here taking very light steps. Do you want to do anything about that or just proceed to the treehouse? Let's, um. (laughs) There might be a guess the verb way to catch this girl. Have we examined uh, her? Uh, you haven't. I'll type that in. Pia is dressed as a cat. All her clothes are black. She's wearing a black mask over her eyes and her curly red hair is held back by a cat ears headband. She's the tallest girl in your class and sometimes gives you piggybacks. She is great nice. at sports and running and jumping over things. She is very quiet but also very kind. Mm. Which is why we don't want to throw leaves in her face. Some of the smartass said in response to that she's very quiet but also very kind. They said because very quiet people are often very mean, so that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been um, on the Club Floyd transcript. <laughs> Those guys. Yeah. Ugh. Club Floyd. Those guys. <laughs> I want to try and engender a rivalry with them. Huh. Like, not Can't... a full on enemy ship, but a rivalry? I gotta pick <laughs> my battle. <laughs> so you wouldn't put it in a freezer, you just put it in the meat keeper, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Or the crisper, maybe. <laughs> You're on my crisper lisp. Crisper list. <laughs> no! Not your crisper list. Someday I'll get back into the pantry. Um. Hmm. I don't really know what to do about PRN. Uh, why don't we try waiting? Maybe she'll start, you know, licking herself. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we're picking up. <clears throat> you stop and wiggle your toes in your sneakers. That is the full extent of what happened. Okay. Um, you could talk to her. She's a human being, not an animal. What? I think that when we talked to her, she just we just said meow and she meowed <laughs> We did back. just say meow. Yeah. Oh, that's right, you did. That's it. Okay, I tried it again. Yeah, let's try it again. Come on, Pia, let me catch you, you say. Pia shakes her head. Hmm. Hmm. Talk to her again? I'll put in a third one. Okay. I'm getting tired, you say. Pia just shrugs. She's too smart to fall for any tricks like that. You're just going to have to catch her. Okay. Okay. Catch her. 
<laughs> Catch her. Pia slips out of your reach, then runs away to the north. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Let's go north and, and try out that dang uh, uh, tree house. Okay. Okay, you take a step north. Stuff's happening, so I'll read oh. out what's happening. Oh, Pia is here. She keeps her cat eyes on you as you approach. Wow, is Pia really going to do what it looks like she's about to do? She takes three huge cat leaps towards the wall, then vaults over it and through the air and disappears <gasps> from sight. <clears throat> oh my gosh. She must have landed on the grass below the other side of the wall, but you didn't think you could jump that far without getting hurt. You feel nervous and excited and wonder whether you could do the same trick. It looks so cool. Should we do it, Ryan? What if we die? Um, then we undo. Oh, okay. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Follow Pia. Phew, we won't actually perish. Okay, shall we jump? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll type jump. Oh, that scared even me. It played this little scary sting. <laughs> it said, you have butterflies in your tummy at the idea of leaping. Are you sure you want to jump over the wall? Yes or no? Yes. Sure. Yes. Oof. Below the wall. With a gasp, you gather your... Oh, I got that in the wrong order. With a gasp, you gather your courage and run at the wall, throwing yourself over the top of it with your hands. You're in the air, flying towards the grass. Now you're in below the wall. Oof. With an enormous thud, you crash into a green world. For a second, it feels like you have no breath, but quickly you find that you are feeling fine and sitting on your bottom in the tall grass in the shade below the wall. You push your wings back into place, they must have worked, and climb to your feet. That was awesome. Someone even more surprised by your jump than you is Pia, who is struggling to her feet beside you. You caught up to her. Yeah. Yeah. Let's tip her. Let's tip her, because we use the power of bravery. (laughs) Good for us. Tip, you shout as you touch Pia's arm. I didn't think you'd catch up to me after my jump, says Pia. I flew, you say. You just scored a point. Nice. Okay. All so right. you got five out of six. Five we out of six. We are rocking it. Okay. I, uh, who's left? Uh, we don't know. I mean, we probably know their name, but we forgot it. Yeah. If uh, we type score, we can probably work it out. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, it says you've tipped five out of six friends, Ayla, Pia, Jack, Marion, and Sam, in 69 turns. You still need to tip Vince. 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 Okay. Vince, should we go back up the treehouse, see what's what? Yeah. Maybe we can evince a clue. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Am I using that word correctly? (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. It sounded good, though. Yeah. I trust you because you have a linguistics degree. I have two linguistics degrees. Yeah. It's twice the reason to trust you. Yeah. yeah, double, double the trust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now how do we get there? Do you want to take the north route via the fig tree or the south route via the shady mud? Oh, that's oh, right. right. We're not near the treehouse anymore. Not... I guess via yeah. the mud. Because wait, we didn't do anything in the mud zone. Oh, let's do something in the mud zone. Maybe, Maybe if Vince we search is hanging the, in the mud, mud zone. he's like breathing through a reed. Yeah, <laughs> like Moses. Is the mud zone better or worse than the friend zone? <laughs> well, nothing's as bad as the friend zone. <laughs> Sometimes when okay, you're in the friend zone, you feel like going to the mud zone. 
<laughs> for a timeout. Just to... Okay, south. In the shade by the mud. <clears throat> Paths go north and south to less shady places. There's a big puddle of mud here. The big girl is here, leaning against a tree and counting out loud. 80 counts the girl. Pia arrives from the north. Uh... Okay. I guess uh, we should search the mud. We should search the tree. And maybe okay. we can ask that girl for a tip. <laughs> we'll start with search mud. You don't think you're going to find any of your friends in the puddle of mud? Oh. Well, if I don't uh, think that, then let's not search it. Okay. Uh, search the tree? Yeah. You have a look around, but don't find anyone behind any of the gum trees. Most of the gum mm. trees are too thin for a person to hide behind. The big girl counts 81. Pia skips south. Okay. okay. Uh, let's talk to the girl and interrupt her counting. Yeah. Talk to girl. It's playing my favourite piece of music. I'll wait for that to finish. You just sit there while I enjoy this. Okay. okay. Good, and it's over. Hello, you say to the girl. What's your name? And are you playing hide-and-seek? The girl stops counting and turns to look at you. Her lips twist on her grouchy face. I'm Rose, she says. Don't bug me, fairy girl. I like counting. And with that, she turns back to the tree and continues to count. Wow. I love what the idea Rudy. that she's just hanging out counting. <laughs> 82 counts, Rose. <laughs> okay. Ooh-hoo. Okay. Well... You know, she probably has a deal, but I don't know if I want to interact with her anymore. Yeah. Unless yeah. she's, you know, hiding Vince beneath her big grouch face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we care. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess we go south again, and we run around the side to mm-hmm. uh, south to west to north. And up yep. to I'll the take you to the treehouse and interrupt only if exciting things happen. Okay. Here we are below the treehouse and up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you're in the treehouse. Now Jenny remembers that you look at the view to see what's I out see. there. You so you do <clears throat> do that. Okay, you've only got two bullet points this time versus four last time. Okay. Uh, over to the east, near the puddle of mud, you see Rose counting against her tree. Bullet point two, you take another look north towards the giant garden bed, but you don't see that movement there again like you saw before. You'll have to go there to find out what it was. Okay. A clue. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a hint. Okay. We should absolutely do that. Go down north, north. Down north, north. The giant garden bed. There's a giant garden bed here with all the prettiest flowers in the park. They're laid out in coloured stripes like in a rainbow. Neat paths go south, east and west. Well, let us search the flowers. Search flowers. You don't find anyone hiding in the flowers, but maybe you should look behind the flower bed. Yeah, let's look behind the flower bed. Search behind flower bed you peek around the back of the giant garden bed and discover Vince hiding there dressed Ah. as an army soldier in green he's on his hands and knees and staying perfectly still his bottom is poking in your direction which is funny he doesn't realise you can see him 
Oh, yeah, let's tip him in the bottom. <laughs> tip Vince in bottomal area. <laughs> That's right, tip Vince. You tap Vince on the head, on the back, and say, Tip, you just tipped the last of your friends. Mm-hmm. Press space to continue. All right. You've tipped everybody. You've won. Yeah. The victory sting ends off with a big sort of... The last note is this big kick drum, and it's really funny just because of how intense and excited it is. <laughs> Trust me, it is. Sure. <laughs> You'll hear I mean, it when I just, add it. We just won it hide-and-goat tip. Yeah. We deserve <laughs> this victory sting. You and Vince run back to the picnic area where your sister and the rest of your friends are waiting for you. Everyone congratulates you, especially Dad, who says you were taking forever. And then <laughs> you and Mum bring out the party lunch. You and Ayla run straight to the fairy bread, but everyone else goes for the little party pies. Jack stuffs a whole pie in his mouth at once, which makes everybody laugh, though it also makes Mum tell him not to be so silly. Oh, man. That night, after all your friends have gone home, you and Demi are allowed to stay up past bedtime to eat one more piece of birthday cake each. As you both sit there munching away, you have a think to yourself about your day. This was the best birthday ever, you say to your sister. Demi smiles at you and says, I agree. The end. Press space to continue. Okay. Continue past the end? Well, now it's got a a triple-starred message (gasps) in blue, in all caps, that says, You have unlocked Demi. And there's a picture of the sisters high-fiving, sort of. There are two playable characters in six, and you just unlocked the second one, Demi. To play the game as Demi, choose the Demi option from six's main menu. Demi has a different personality to her sister, and her game is more challenging with new tricks, locations, and variations. Oh, yeah. And there you go. Now you're back on the title page, and the title page has changed to show Demi looking like quite a badass, pointing her wand at the um, the raven or the bagpie in the maze. Oh. Nice. And you got a quote from Vince. It says, I like sneaking around. Vince. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> you, get a, you get a random kid quote every time you go to the start menu now. Oh. That's awesome. Okay, so, Ryan, do we have time to play as Demi? We definitely don't have time to play as Demi. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, right. so we can leave that as an exercise for the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm going to finally get around to that, I think. Uh, okay. Not right now, but before I forget. <laughs> yeah, if you do it soonish, you'll build on the stuff you got from the first game that makes it game two you know, easier. Uh-huh. Great. Or, or so you were saying that you say. have thought about what happens to these characters when they are 36 and have kids <laughs> of their own. And those kids have to play hide-and-go-seek in the future, but with lasers. <laughs> Am I off? We have that now. I hadn't thought I'd that far or that specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like next week when they play with the lasers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I suppose what happened was somebody, when people said, oh, there's got to be a sequel, and somebody said 12, somebody said 7, yeah, it made me think, hmm, what would they be like as teenagers? Mm. And I thought, well, Harriet is pretty sort of well-adjusted, kind of all-rounder, friendly person. I think she'll sort of carry on being like that. But I thought with Demi, she's a bit precocious. You see, when you play her game, she's a bit of a smartass. Like, you were saying, what's the deal with that girl at the tree? <clears throat> And that is part of the thing in the game is that she obviously does have some deal, but nobody is equipped to deal with it. She, like, the girl mm. is probably too young to, 
you know, I think I my thinking was she probably just didn't have a very happy home life, and she doesn't know how to do it yeah. to deal with that. And Harriet just asks curious questions of the girl, but Demi, once she sees that she's being fobbed off, she gets a bit smartass about it, and that gets into like you can get pushed in the mud and have Ooh. all kinds of exciting stuff happen oh to you gosh. in game nice. two. Um, and so I thought, I just thought Demi, being more precocious, she probably she could become a with she's already got a a penchant or penchant for wearing black and stuff. Maybe she'd become a goth. She might become a sort of complex person. And then I see her coasting through that phase and coming out being a sort of, you know, uh, another, a Harriet, but probably a more, uh, with a more erudite take on the world. Like a darker, like evil version. You think? Yeah. She would, she would watch horror movies. I would get on with her more than I would get on with Harriet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and be like, ooh, horror movies, ooh. Oh, Harriet wouldn't even go in the hedge maze. That's right. Yeah, she was afraid of a bird. Yeah. Who's afraid Some of a bird? It's, well, a, it's not an uncommon fear, actually. Yeah. No, actually, birds are kind of horrible. I saw a bird today, and mm-hmm. it was not a notable experience. <laughs> See, I, I saw actually um, many goose families today. Oh yeah, yeah. With their with their baby geese, which was adorable, but we were also very conscious of not walking too close to the goose babies, lest we be pecked to death by geese. Yeah, these are Canada so, geese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those geese. Those are awful creatures. They really are. They yeah. really are. Cute babies. Huh. <laughs> we have a um. There's a a bird that's becoming quite prevalent in Sydney called the brush turkey. Oh yeah, and it um, <clears throat> you can sort of see them. They're quite large, and they wander around your yard. And they're also because they're native and they're not a pest. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're protected, so you, you're not allowed to interfere with them at all. Oh and if gosh. you're unlucky, they can decide to make like a giant mound nest in your yard, which is almost <gasps> impossible to stop them oh, doing. No. Wow, do they do people hit them with cars a lot? <laughs> no, I think they they they. Just try and stay in people's yards. They keep off roads. Okay, that's good. Because that's a real hazard around here is hitting a wild turkey with your car and and messing up your car a lot. Um, We had uh, some ducks in the yard here. Mm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, are they going to build a nest here? (gasps) What if we have ducks in the yard? Baby ducks. (laughs) Oh, That'd be pretty cute. That would be cute. I think the happy couple moved on to another uh, Oh, no, because they got creeped out because you were standing there watching them, waiting for them to have babies? (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way, I guess I could have handled the situation a little bit. He was taking it back to the animals. Uh Great callback. (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks for coming on, Wade. Thanks for coming on the podcast Clash of the Titans, Wade. This was a lot of fun.